You're listening to the sixth episode of What's the Deal, Gross Eel, a podcast about what makes Gross Eel a unique place to be. I'm Ben Fote, your host and producer. Today's episode, episode number six, is with Marie Pukak uh, from the Gross Eel Pet and Garden Center. Now, before we get started, I want to apologize. We had some sound issues, and so there might be some some uh, little uh, bleeps and, and bumps um, along the way. No actual beeps. We didn't say anything that wasn't supposed to be said. But there might be some staticky uh, sections. I tried to eliminate as much of that as possible. Some of it I couldn't get rid of, and I apologize for that. We're going to make some improvements here over the next uh, few few weeks and uh, get that fixed. Also, you'll want to stay to the end. We've got some uh, some news and some some ways that you can contribute to the podcast and help um, get get the word out about about things that are so great about Grossiel. Let me let me fill you in a little bit on the Grossiel Pet and Garden Center. It's on Macomb Street, right next to Lloyd's, and it's set back a bit from the street. A lot of people can uh, drive right by it and not even notice it. Sometimes you'll see the sign out out in front, but the the entryway to there, especially right now with the way that construction is going on for both businesses, it can be a little obscured by Lloyd's, uh, especially as you're traveling east. But it's it's a great place to go in. I recommend that you go in through there. You can park back behind Lloyd's, or you can park out way out in front by the the place where they they keep the plants. The section by Lloyd's right now is used for a lot of the food pickup at night, but um, wherever you can find a place to park there is good. So the Grossiel Pet and Garden Center, it's been part of a, the community and it's been a, a community-focused business for as long as I've been in Grossiel. Marie has been extremely active supporting the general business environment of the island, and it's a pleasure to talk to her today. Thank you, Marie, for being on What's the Deal, Grossiel. I'm pleased to be here. So tell me about Grossiel Pet and Garden. Um, how long has it been around? Did you get it started or did you buy it from someone else? Yeah, um, actually, my husband, Rick, and I were the third owners of this property. Longtime Islanders will know and remember Bob Green. When Bob had the store, it was called Grossiel Farm Market, and it was very seasonal. He would um, do you know, spring flowers all the way through Christmas trees. He also did some produce um, on, you know, on the ground. And... Uh, that's that's when he owned it. And then so 17 years, the family, Linda, Zara, and Jimmy Proctor owned it as Grossiel Marketplace. And it was a true family business. Um, Jimmy, Linda, Nadia, Diana, the whole family worked here. And while they owned it during that 17 years, they made a decision to bring pet food in. Um, so when I started working here in 2014, it was called again called Grossiel Marketplace. A lot of people around town, you'll hear them say, oh, I'm going to run up to the market. There's there's that market word. Or a lot of people still call it Jimmy's Place. Because <laughs> oh, wow. there's a lot of love for Jimmy Proctor in this community. Um, but, yeah, it's somewhere along the line, um, they did. They brought the pet food in. So when my husband and I bought the store in 2016, that's basically the biggest change I made by changing the name to Gross Eel Pet and Garden Center. Just so that... Um, there would be more of a that pet presence um, because it's actually the pet line of products that keeps the doors open year round, and it's actually what kept us open during the um, the pandemic shutdown because pet food is essential. And trust me, we had a fair amount of panic buying of of pet foods and pet products, so it was a very very interesting uh, time. Well, that's that's true. So the theme of the store, so it's obviously pet and garden, but I there's other lots of other things there. What what other things can we get? 
we kind of look at it in, as kind of being three three parts. We have the, the seasonal flowers and greenery and pumpkins and Christmas trees, um, and then the pets, um, which everything from you know food to supplements, vitamins, treats, combs, brushes, uh, shampoos. Um, ask me how many people adopted puppies during the pandemic and how hard it was to keep, uh, shampoo in the store. Um, so that's those you know those two, and then the other side of the, the business is our gift line, which kind of includes like indoor and outdoor gifts. I mean, we have a lot of lawn and garden items that are just fun to decorate, you know, a plant or your yard. But the gift line, I, we look for a lot of products that are made in Michigan, made in the United States. I, I go to a Michigan-based show every year, and I'm always really excited. I, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm like, you know, the football coach, you know, preparing for the Super Bowl. I, I want to go in and I want to find those really cool things to bring back to the store and you know it's such a compliment when I, you know when we get customers that say wow you have such neat things here so that's you know the gift line is is just fun you know we have some collectibles but um you know we're always trying to look for new items keeping it fresh yeah and and i know from our experience as a family we have we have special needs for cat food where a cat was brought up on a certain food and can't eat anything else so how does that work for uh pets that have special needs and special orders or, or actually any, any kind of product that, that we might want to get. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I learn. I mean, there are people on this Island who are, we have so many master gardeners on this Island taking the garden I'm side of, of Yeah. You know, so, you know, they'll come in and they'll say, do you have um, BT? I'm like, no, I don't, but I think I can get it. So the, the customers with a lot more knowledge of some of those products, you know, help us grow and make sure that we have the right product on the shelf. Um, and with the pet line, a lot of times, you know, you're, if you adopt a pet, the groomer will send you with a bag of Royal Canin or, um, you know, like you said, you know, with your special needs cat. If it requires a prescription, then we, we cannot get it. But I want to say 90 to 90% of the time, if you bring a dog food to our attention, I have four or five different suppliers that I, that I order from. Um, we can bring it in for you. And we're always happy to do that. And it's really helpful. So the uh, the business since you've taken it over, so it's been about what four and a half years. Or and so. we'll have our five year anniversary in April of next year. Wow! So how has the business changed over the, this last few years? Probably wouldn't seem like it could change that much in those four years, but we've had an awful lot of bridge problems since then. <laughs> it, it's again with you know with we are proven winner certified garden center, so we we buy all of our plants and products. They're Michigan grown whether it's from four-star uh, four greenhouse in Carlton or post greenhouse. I have vendors that are all over Michigan. I place my orders, go down to the Eastern market, pick things up from them. Herbs, amazing herbs from cults. Um, I think they're in Columbus, Michigan. Just, I guess, trying to grow the variety of, of plants that we have here and in expanding that gift line. Um, just, you know, giving people the opportunity to say, oh, I need an anniversary gift or I need a quick birthday gift, you know, and coming in and having something really unique that they can uh, find. We don't have a, a lot of things for children. I did order in some, you know, kids gardening things, you know, that'll arrive next March or April. Um, but it, there's only so much room in this store, but I, I sure wish I would have had sold seed packets last year because with everyone being home during the pandemic, I could have sold a lot of seeds. <laughs> have them ordered. They're coming in in January. <laughs> Excellent. And, and if I remember right, I think when we, we, when we talked last week, um, you'd mentioned puzzles. This Michigan show that, I, that I've gone to 
four or five years now, there's there's been this puzzle booth, and I've I've walked by it and thought, oh, I love puzzles, but I'm, I was afraid I didn't have the room for them. But this year, and you know, not didn't have any clue that we were gonna, we were at the show the weekend before the pandemic hit Michigan. So I placed my first order with these puzzles. It, they're actually called puzzles that rock, and they a lot of them are you know based on Michigan lighthouses you know, the shoreline. I I went through probably three or four orders of puzzles until I couldn't get any more. Um, we do have some more ordered now um, to come in for the Christmas season, but a lot of families who were quarantining at home were doing jigsaw puzzles, and they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. Well, that's, that's excellent. And one of the things you definitely do a lot of is seasonal seasonal specialties, whether it's the, the plants at the beginning of the season or Last time I was in, you had mums and straw bales and, and uh, Christmas trees are coming pretty soon. What are the seasonal specialties that, that people like to come in for? We're really, really well known for the mums. Um, and we usually get them, you know, traditionally we get them the Tuesday after Labor Day. Well, you know, I, I got the big, I got the call in um, March or April this year that my traditional mum grower made a decision because, you know, greenhouses were shut down. They didn't plant mums this year. So I knew that I had to go out in search of, you know, a new mum supplier. So we accomplished that. We got that done and brought the mums in. But beginning the, the beginning of the second week of November, we will have greens, wreaths, roping, a lot of boxed bunches that for people who are, you know, very Martha Stewart-like and very creative and create their own mantelpieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if, if you need anything to decorate your house, we will have it here including beautiful um, porch pots, probably a four, I think we have four different sizes of porch pots and some window boxes. So that, and then, and then obviously the Christmas trees. Sure. And the Christmas trees, you, um, I remember last year you said that, that they were in limited supply and this, this year we're, we're going to have a limited supply again. So what's the reason for that? And it all started with the great recession of 2008, the supply and demand chain kicked in. There wasn't as much demand for live Christmas trees. And so a lot of the growers didn't plant what they used, you know, what they traditionally planted. And, you know, just in doing a little bit of my research, it takes seven to 15 years for for that tree to reach, you know, the six to seven foot height. So, you know, along with, you know, them not planting, you had a lot of growers who retired out. You didn't have as many new, younger um, people going into the, the tree business. So Fraser fir is the, the the number one selling tree across the country, and that's that's what we're having the most um, difficult getting. I place my order every year, and I cross my fingers that I get what I want um, or what I ordered. I did get a call last week that they cut my my order back by 16 trees on the Fraser fir side. We will we will still have and you know a good um, I think around 280 trees. We were around 300 before, and other than the Fraser fir, there's the Douglas and Concolor and balsam fir and grand fir. So there's, there's different options, you know, to the Fraser fir, but the Frasers are definitely the, the most sought out tree. Um, and another fun fact about Michigan, for those that didn't know, we're, we're the third in the nation for Christmas tree farms. We're, we're number three behind Oregon and North Carolina. And, and it's become a tradition for people to get live trees at, at the store, right? It, that goes back several, you know, to the beginning of, of the store you know, back decades, right? Yes. And, and we have, and we do have people that come from off Island. <laughs> we, my, uh, my husband and I, this was pretty funny. 
not this past year, but the year before, we have a, a family that lives in um, Gibraltar. They came over, picked out their two trees, went to Lloyd's for dinner. We we're delivering the trees to their house, and it's dark. So <laughs> we get there, we take the trees out, drop them in their driveway, and I just sent her a text and said, you know, the trees are delivered. Thank you for your business. And I get a text back, and she's like, where'd you put them? And I mean, my husband at this point, we're almost back to the store. We literally dropped the trees in the wrong driveway <laughs> because it was so dark we couldn't see the address. So we had to turn around and and thankfully nobody was home at the house, but we dropped the trees out. And uh, but but we do deliver deliver trees if you need them delivered. It traditionally it's a ten dollar fee to, to deliver the Christmas tree. Um because normally we you know send our young staff out on um in in our truck, but it's like I can't believe we just drop two trees at the wrong house. <laughs> this year, that's potentially a 45-minute drive. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, you'd, you'd mentioned something about a, a device for, or a, a special type of tree stand. That... Oh, it's called, it's, a, it's the greatest stand on planet Earth. It's called the Answer Stand. And their marketing is really creative on it. it, it I mean, one of their taglines is, we save marriages. I mean, literally, we, we, have a, we have a machine that put a fresh cut on the bottom of the tree. You stand the tree up on this, on this stand. You drill a hole with the drill bit into the bottom of the tree, take the tree off, and the, the tree stand has a peg right in the center of, of the bucket. And really, within 10 seconds, the tree is set up. Oh, wow. I, I mean, it's like it is that simple. And actually, the, the trees that we have standing on the, on the lot, we drill them and put them on pegs that we buy from this very same company. So you're seeing that tree displayed on that peg. So it, it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Excellent. So when I went in, I think I was in last week, and you had these Thanksgiving finger puppets right by the cash <laughs> register. And, and they, were, they were so cute. I wish I would have gotten some. But, uh, we still have Oh, good. I'll, I'll be in. Um, what other holiday items are, are, are there any, is there any holiday item that you're particularly excited about bringing in this year? Um, well, we, I always have, um, we always have an amazing selection of ornaments for some reason. Well, I'm kind of a nutcracker freak myself. So, um, you know, anything in the nutcracker line, I, I have nutcracker taper candles I have nutcracker ornaments. I have Clara and, you know, different um, figurines that are in the ornament, you know, format. I, um, I've got a special request. I'll need to ask you this afterwards, but. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> um, and then, you know, for the dogs, we have dogs and cats. We have stockings. If, you know, if you don't have one, we have treats that are themed for the holiday season, you know, figgy pudding, um, Santa snacks. Um, you can't forget the animals at the holiday. Um, we have jackets and sweaters and Santa toys, all kind of, you know, animal-based things for the holiday and plus just lovely gifts for your house you know whether it's a candle um we do sell just a plug for root candles in medina ohio they're the number one um, america's number one dripless taper candle made in medina ohio and taper candles are not all that easy to find anymore and we have them in lots of colors but you know just fun decorations for the house and outside uh, we have a fair amount of garden stakes some they're solar. Santa has a little propeller that spins on them. You know, just really oh, awesome. holiday things. And then 
also, you know, things that aren't holiday related, um, you know, we have beautiful scarves, jewelry, um, lotions, um, and spirit wear. We, we brought spirit wear in probably four years ago, um, you know, for sweatshirts and scarves and t-shirts. And, you know, we try to have as many sizes as we can. We have a big and tall man section that has things that go up to 3X. Oh, excellent. And uh, the other part is, you know, one of the big events of the season for Grossiel, um that the DDA puts on is Ladies Night Out. And it sounds like that's not going to happen this year. But is there, I guess, when when would the start of the holiday season for the store be? Well, that, that was traditionally our kickoff. And that should have been Friday the 13th uh, in November. So I, I, we will be ready for Friday the 13th. Um, we decorate the store, not this weekend, but the following weekend. I have uh, two little elves that come on, that my two best friends from high school, they drive up and um, we just pretend like we're 20 years old and we can stay up all night. Um, and the staff does an amazing job helping also. So we get the store really, you know, rocking and ready for Christmas, you know, by Friday the 13th. And I, I think what we're going to try to do is work, you know, with our fellow retailers on, on Macomb Street just to do some themed weekends, maybe some themed days. Um, you just can't have, you know, the 25, 30 people in the store. So again, we'll be ready that, that weekend in November, Friday the 13th, we'll be, we'll be dressed and ready to go. And then the following week outside is when all of the trees and greens and roping will show up. But we just can't have, you know, the traditional event. It just isn't safe. So we're, gonna, we're just going to try new things. Absolutely. So we're toward the end of our interview here. And what I, as you know, I like to ask everyone to share a wish for Grossiel. And something I, I just shared last week on my, on, uh, on the Facebook page was that my wish, I, I shared my wish for Grossiel. And that is that in early December, that the, the bridge opens and that we can celebrate it by everyone going over the bridge in their own vehicle for free. <laughs> Um, I think that would be a really great thing and it would be socially distanced. And then maybe we can celebrate it sometime once all this is done. I think you've had some time to think about your wish. What kind of wish do you want to give Grossiel that we can grant? I guess in a, it's a little philosophical that just to, my wish is that we would find ways to come together for the greater good of our community. I just think it's just, we've got an opportunity to set a new tone, especially in the, with the state of our country, and, and we're, we're so divided. We, we have an opportunity here on Grossiel that a lot of communities don't have. So, you know, whether you're an elected official or a business owner or a teacher or you're a retiree, you know, this is just such a lovely community, and it's a gift for us to live here, and we just have that opportunity to be better stewards and kinder to each other. So that's my wish is that we just find a way to come together for the greater good of our community. And I don't think anybody can disagree with that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I'm glad we got to talk about the Pet and Garden Center and introduce it to some people that, that haven't, haven't gotten the chance to get in there yet. Maybe, maybe they will here for Christmas for sure. And thank you so much for spending the time. You're welcome. And I, I appreciate your time and what you're doing here for our community. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's been a joy, I'll tell you. Well, you're very good at it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. I want to thank Marie again for her support and her time. I'll let you know that I got my requests in, and now she's looking for a Statue of Liberty Nutcracker that I've had on my list for my mother as a Christmas gift for quite a while. That is a long story, and if you see me sometime, you can ask me about it. Um, I also promised some announcements at the beginning of this pod. 
If you haven't listened to episodes four and five yet, you should. My conversation with Jenna Jones about the real witch wives of Gross Eel launched this podcast into the charts. Apple has What's the Deal Gross Eel in the top 200 place and travel pods in the U.S. from all the people who've listened to it over the last couple weeks. The Wonderwell episode is also very good. That's episode five. I know I learned a lot from that. The next episode is going to be broadly about the Detroit River International Wildlife Refuge and specifically about the Gibraltar Bay unit that's there on East River Road by the airport. Closer to the opening, we'll get back to it and we'll talk about the Humbug Marsh and the center that we've all been waiting for. I know you want to be able to share some of your thoughts too, and for that I've set up a phone line. You can call 734-250-9554. You can get that number off of Uh, our Facebook page, or off of some of the podcasts, and you can leave a message there. Make sure to leave your name and anything you'd like us to know, because those can be shared here. You can share a wish for the island if you have one. Or you can tell us what you're thankful for this year. If you get a message in by November 17th, I can include it in a special Thanksgiving episode of the pod that will come out on Thanksgiving. So whether you're staying home or traveling over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house, You can hear all the things that we as an island have to be thankful for. And lastly, I want to thank you for listening. The goal of this podcast is not fame or fortune. I'm hesitant to get any advertising. The the goal is really to produce a way to help people get familiar with the things in our community that take a little bit of an explanation. The appreciation you've shown me is really heartwarming. If you want to really help, you can leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or any other place that will take it. You can subscribe in an app, in a podcast app, or you can share episodes with friends. All of those things help uh, distribute the, the podcast and, and get people's attention. Now, I'm going to take you around the island for as long as I can, and I appreciate your company. Thank you so much. What's the Deal, Gross Eel is recorded and produced by me, Ben Fote. You can keep in touch with me through the What's the Deal, Gross Eel Facebook page, or email me at whatsthedealgi at gmail.com. You can share episodes from Facebook or hear them from the website, whatsthedealgi.com. And of course, it never hurts to subscribe so you can get the latest episodes through your favorite podcast delivery tool, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and so many others. Our intro and credit music is Mocktails in the Rain by Anti Ludo, which is used through a Creative Commons license. Find more of his music on soundclick.com as Auntie's Instrumentals. Thanks for listening to What's the Deal, Grossiel? <laughs>